This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Welcome to episode 55 of the Boundary Park Alert System with me, Matt Deeney-Dean. I'm joined this week. This is a Castlemore Old School Reunion, class of 94. We've got, wearing his trademark baseball cap, Dave Mayers. You know, it's a different one than last time I saw you, but you're always in a baseball cap, that's a fact. I have many. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and with less hair and more Cockney accent than the last time I've seen him, Paul Furley. Mm. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thanks for enjoying. Thanks for inviting me to the Matt Dean show. By the way, hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm back off my holidays. I mean, I've been away for the last two weeks. It's been the Andy Alliwell show, um, and Andy Alliwell's done a magnificent job. I'd just definitely like to start this week's podcast by thanking Andy for the work he's done over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a good one. It Put out some one. brilliant stuff. Um, and we've got a little team together now. I mean, obviously, it's all about me. Of course, it is further. You're right. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, of course, it is. Obviously, it always course. has been, on it? Always has been. Obviously, even... your other account. Yeah. Exactly. I've got Absolutely. my other account, my parody account. He's even captain at school football team, just keep in mind. <laughs> I've always been a gobshite, Dave, as you well know. You know, you so. Was he captain? Was he captain? Yeah, I was, yeah. He claims that he was. but yeah, I, I know, I don't think he was. Actually, yeah. I don't think he was. Who was? At least one game, maybe, when... And listen, mm. I was a captain, right? I, and that's not something to be proud of because we were absolutely terrible, weren't we, our football team? We weren't I that don't bad. Know. I think we was quite good. We had a couple, I agree we had a couple of semi-finals. And... Did we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I think know. He, he was a captain, he can't even remember. I know. I know, I know. We had a couple of semi-finals. We never got through to a final. I know I that know, for a fact. Not. No, do you remember that? Do you remember that time up at um, Blue Court when um, Uh Paul Paul Thomas started crying? It was freezing (laughs) because it was too cold. Because it was too cold. Blue Court was horrible to play at. Oh, it was awful. Oldham Edge. We had everything that day, didn't we? We had ice. We had rain. We had snow. It was flooded. The pitches were flooded, and and they sent us out. I know. Did we play on that uh, running track as well, or was it actual grass? I can't remember. We played on the running track up there, didn't we? That was um, was too waterlogged. That was oh. Augustine's with the um with the gravel pitch up on the yeah, top. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. That was horrendous. horrendous Made us all tough as old boots, though, didn't it? Eh? it, did. it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And look, um being at Boundary Park on a Saturday is nothing compared to playing football at Oldham mm. Edge on a December morning or whatever. But okay. yeah, it's good to have you on. Like say, like we Paul, me and you have been um in touch like through social media and stuff yeah uh, and then you like we just discussed you coming on the pod and you arranged that with andy andy was supposed to be on uh today but um he's had a bit of a family emergency so just want to wish andy uh and family all the best um and so but obviously that left us one person shocked because it was going to be me andy and yourself so then i just got to thinking like who who else can we invite on and i thought well dave since i moved back to Oldham, we've not got together for that pint yet but that's imminent and I thought I'll give Dave a ring and see what he because you're a Latics fan Dave and you've yeah when course. we were at school like we went to we got to know each other at Caskey didn't we when we first joined uh when back when yeah. we were like 11 12 years old um and you were you were Latics mad weren't you back then as, as we I all lo- were. lived and breathed it lived and breathed it yes yeah. I lived for the Saturday afternoon that was it yeah and it things very, it was very rare for Caskey more to be honest because we were just on the outskirts of Failsworth yeah, like you had the likes of like uh, Davers and Tomo and stuff like that with City United fans, oh. Bob Kelly United yeah. fan. 
and you had a you had a couple of girls that were Latics fans as well as obviously us lot as well. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird that it was, we were just sat in the middle of everything, and then, like you said, five ten miles down the road, you got City, and well, City weren't ex- weren't successful back then. They didn't have the uh, the oil money, shall we say? No, they so didn't they, have uh, the clout. Um, they didn't have the fans, did they? But I well, mean, my memories. We'll we'll get on to some of the sort of like um, more. Uh, Topical stuff that we'll we'll talk about the Carlisle game and a few other bits and bobs, but that 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 when we lost to United in the semi-finals, th- that was the worst because the day after at school, like you said, just the taunting from the United fans and that was horrendous, mm. wasn't it? It was yeah. just, still the same favourite to the day. Yeah, it, it was rough, wasn't it? It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. But we, yeah. the thing is, is as I was thinking about planning this podcast, um, and you know, like you listen, I know fairly you listen regularly. I don't know if you did, but it's, it's, yeah, yeah. topical, isn't it? You know what I mean? We, we're talking, we're, we're yeah. up to date, and we're, we're talking about all the issues and and all the rest of it. But as I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about us being at school and and how lattice mad we were back in back in the day, and what our journeys are like, because. You know, Paul, you live down south now. Dave, you live in Oldham, and I've just moved back to Oldham after ten years in Dublin. And it's it's a, it's a familiar tale, isn't it? You, you, you're all mates at school, and then everybody goes off and does their own thing, and you lose touch and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, if we start with you, Paul, if you just give us a just a, a brief sort of um, outline of of your history supporting Latics and like what it's been like since you moved away and and what your current views are and and, and how you how you feel about things. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember my first game back at Boundary Park on the plastic pitch. Um, I think it was nineteen eighty eight. I think it was my first Latics game I went to on a cold Tuesday night. Um, got hooked on it. Latics fan ever since. I was quite lucky enough to see all the glory days that we had, the semi-finals, the promotion, the final day um, escapes a victory sort of thing, which was really, really good. And I've seen the decline, uh, which has just got worse throughout the years. Um, it's, sometimes it can be quite embarrassing because when so, you meet someone new, who do you support? Oldham, where are they now? What are they doing? They're non-league, that sort of thing. Um, so I sort of stepped away with it from it from I can't remember when it I've moved down south in 2002 I started filtering out because I used to go to every game in the 90s every single game every home game sat in the chaddy end on the um, on the advertising boards right behind the goal I was there when we beat Sheffield Wednesday ran on the pitch myself and yeah it's just a steady decline and I, you know what it's, it's embarrassing when I've got Stevenish fans taking the mick out of me because they're doing better than us you know, I never thought we'd get beat by Harrogate or stuff like that. I never thought even them teams would get into the league, never mind beating us in the top of the league. I mean, you look at the top of the league, Forest Green Rovers, I think, are top today. Yeah. Harrogate. It's shocking. But, yeah, um, it's weird. It's weird, Matt. It really is. Um, how, how is it kind of... Because, you know, moved away down in 2002... A lot's, yeah. a lot's changed, hasn't it, in terms of technology? And, you know, I would imagine when you moved down there initially, like keeping in touch with what was going on at Oldham was a lot more difficult. Um, yeah. How has it changed over the years and how, is, how has that affected you as a supporter? Have you, have, you, have you become more engaged with it again since sort of technology's got better and stuff or less or I, what? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when, when before Facebook came out and Twitter came out, you were just basically, you had CFAX, didn't you, really? 
that was that was pretty much where you got your information from. Um, or the um, what was it called? The the hotline that we used to have. Um, I can't what it's Club called. call, weren't it? Club call, that was the one, yeah. And um, spending hundreds of pounds on that for your mum's money. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's significantly changed. I mean, Facebook came along and Twitter came wrong. To be honest, Twitter is just a it's a toxic place at the moment on that on our hashtag, the amount of fake accounts that we've got. And yeah, it's just, it's come a long way. And it is you you do get a lot more information, but you also get a lot of rumors and a lot of people want five, ten years five years ago, it was not a bad place. We were we were languishing in league one sort of thing. We was um mid-table. And it was a happy place. People people expected us to be in League One and languishing the bottom, but it was all right. Twitter was okay. You got slagged off a little bit, but now it's just absolutely horrible. It's horrible. But yeah, you get a lot of information off Twitter these days. And you said it's, you came up recently for the Stevenage I, game. I, did. I came up last week. I've watched my first game in, I think, eight or nine years. I think the North Stand was still being built when we played Bradford. Um, so that was nice coming up. It sort of ignited a, a little spark that I had seen the f- live football game for the first time in a while. Because uh, Saturdays I was playing football myself. I didn't really get anything. So five o'clock you check Twitter. You find out the score. Yeah, we got beat again or whatever. But yeah, it, last week was last week was really, really good. And then obviously the Tuesday result against Walsall just knocked it right back down again. Yeah. And, and then today, nil-nil against today was just, second bottom yeah. Carlisle. Waste of time, absolute waste of time. Al Keith Curl can keep playing that three. I think he played three, four, one, two. I think today, Harry Vaughan slips in in between the centre midfield and the attack. Um, we just, we, it's it's just shambles. It is. There's just nothing up top, is there? There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, you got you got Kuto who played really well again today. He had a bit of a quiet second half. Um, he looked really well last week. He is a proper oh, yeah. bright prospect. Really, really good. Um, thought Harry Vaughan did all right today as well. Um, but you've got you got Hallam Hope at right wing back. I, I don't understand that at all. Why can't it, we just play 4 4 2? It's Maybe a try it for I know, weeks. I know. Exactly. Why doesn't he just give it I a don't try? understand it? I, I really know. don't understand it. I know it's, it's, it's really infuriating. It really is because they have got some good players. I mean, I see on Twitter that people slating Callum Whelan. I thought he's last few. I, when I've seen him, he's been brilliant. He really has. Last week, last week against Stevenage, he was really good. I think really, Callum, really I think Callum Whelan is 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 starting to adapt to the league. But what he needs next to him is a proper bruiser of a midfielder. He doesn't need Borden. There's two similar. It's you know very I mean? similar. Players. Two similar kind of, similar and Borden players. is like a more inexperienced version of Callum Whelan. So it doesn't really work. The balance of it all is out for me. It's all. Again, every single squad that we've had under um, the Lemsigums has been really unbalanced. Uh, it's, we just like last year; it was too top heavy. We just scored too many goals. We couldn't concede. We we, we couldn't stop con- um, conceding. Um, yeah, I think it's totally. We need a, a flat back four um, and four four two all the way. But we don't have a striker, do we? That's the, no. That's we, the need, other we, thing. we definitely we don't need, have need any a target. Strikers. We need a target. Can't play Bahambula for a striker. No, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I I don't I, honestly now. I'll, 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 I don't I don't see the hype in him. I really don't. He's definitely he has one bit of good skill now and again, but he's so late. He's knackered after 70 minutes. He is. He does true. not want to work back today at all. He's a luxury at this level. He is. A he really is a luxury player. At he this can level. turn a game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He can turn a game. Yeah. Um, not. Not a problem at all. 
but his, his work rate over 90 minutes is absolutely shocking. I mean, last week he had about, what, 20 minutes out of 90, which where he was good. He scored a goal. It's yeah. brilliant touch for the goal. It really was. It was a, it was a very, very good goal. Having said that, we need him, don't we? Because we need his goals. We need his creativity. Um, Keeler Dunn today was the outstanding threat going forward. When he, he had some, some yeah. good chances. But, but he's again, he's lightweight. He's very, very lightweight. Yeah. But, we, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, and, and as every week, the football, the results aren't really the thing that we've come to talk about because it's pretty predictable. It's it's much of a muchness week in, week out. Dave, I don't know how many uh, of those players you're keeping up to date with in that because I know that your story of um, following Latics has been very different, hasn't it? Like, I think, I, I mean, what I found when I moved away was, especially like what like Fairley said when the... Um, with the internet and that I found myself, especially when you could start listening to games and I follow and that I've, I started getting back into it because I was away for a moment in a way, like it's, it's one of your main the connection connections yeah. back. Um, whereas you've been here the whole time. Tell us, tell us your, your sort of story. So yeah, it's, you know, it's a similar kind of start off story. I was six years old when I first started going watching Oldham. I think my first game was against Sheffield United many, many years ago. Um, and I was a season sick uh, pretty much into my early 30s with a very short break in between. I started taking my son when he was four. Um, so we're talking like the, the Lee Hughes time around 2007, 2008, I think that would be. So all the way through there, I, I, you know, I was every home game going to many away games. My last away game was actually Carlisle away when Savvy the L fell off his bike. So... <laughs> That, that was my last away game a good few years ago now. So, yeah, so, but since then, I haven't really engaged. So, although I'm the only one out of the three of us who stayed in Oldham, I'm the one who's engaged the least amount with the club in them years since, say, 2000 and maybe nine ten onwards. Um, you know, going back to taking my, my lad there, he was four or five when I first started taking him. And it's very difficult to keep someone so young um, engaged in a club where it was sometimes it was so hard to watch. Sometimes it's as we know it's freezing there when you're taking young and, and and them when when we was younger we had our idols when we was watching the team uh, and the people who we looked up to, to and wanted to be and we used to pretend to be when we was playing football out the park and that and we just wasn't getting that. It was a different squad pretty much every time, every every season. So by the time we found a player we loved and things like that, it was just changing constantly. Um, and a bit touching on, like Fairly said before, you know, where we live, we are on the border. Um, you know, we've got the special now, but since they've moved from Main Road, we've got City on the doorstep with all them bags of money, Man United. And, it, and it's very difficult to keep... Although we didn't really like football too much in the end, I think he just fell out with it. He ended up basing BMX, but it was very difficult to keep his focus on on Oldham when you've got the lights out. And now all his friends are supporting Man United and Man City when they're on the doorstep, all these big money, big clubs. So, yeah, I disengaged with the club from about 2009 10. That's the same down here, Dave, to be honest. I mean, the kids, because we've got London literally 20, 30 minutes down the road on the train. You've got Stephen, who's 10 minutes up the road. All my mates' kids are like Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans, Arsenal fans, Spurs fans, you know, West Ham. We've even got West Ham fans here as well. And it's exactly the same. They don't care about Stevenage. They just want to go watch a big club. Well, exactly. And, and we got, had that. We've got, we got, got proper football down the road for half the well, price. When I first started watching Oldham, we, we, we wasn't 
it was before the glory days and it wasn't mm. and I, I did get laughed at. I went to my primary school was in Failsworth and I was uh, I was an Oldham fan then I think I must have been the old, the only Oldham fan in the school and, and I got laughed at laws for that but it, was, it gave me a sense of pride that I was a bit different and I supported the team because that's where I'm from and and I had a lot of pride in that, and there was a lot of pride in supporting uh, a team from the town where you where you live yeah. and where yeah, you're yeah. from. Um, he said, "Oh yeah, it's probably a little bit different now, um, but yeah, I loved that." And then we had the glory days, but then we had something to hold on to. Then we was challenging the likes of Man United, and um, and that was great. And then, like you say, we had the demise after that, but we still stuck at it. We stuck with it. Stuck with mm-hmm. it for many years after that. As I say, I was a season ticket holder in some of the thirties, so. 10, 10, 12 years ago uh, was the last time I had a season ticket, but up to that point, I've done all my life. Yeah, we were saying before when I, when I gave you a ring, Dave, um, last time we saw each other at Latics was Stockport away, wasn't it, on a, on a Friday night away, yeah. or whatever it was back yeah. in... I think it was Dave Penny was the manager at the time, um, back then when we when we saw each other. So it's, it's going back a bit. And, yeah, and, I mean, Stockport time, have yeah. been out of the football league for about ten years now, so that tells you it was mm. it was would have been around about that time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what, how how engaged are you, Dave? How much do you, how much have you been keeping? Because you know, it's, when somebody goes from being as involved in it and as passionate as you were, uh, I mean, I remember when me and you went to was it the Southampton quarter final game. And we got split up because you didn't we have got a ticket the summer, and you ended up. Did you end up? You ended up in Rochdale Road End, didn't you? I think we went in Chaddy End, and you ended uh, no, up. No, I ended up in the Chaddy End because they closed the gates, and um, I ended up getting basically pulled in. Yeah, yeah. So, but I did. I did manage to get in by the skin of my teeth. But yeah, yeah in them days, it was diff- there was different turnstiles for the adults and the kids, didn't they? And they just shut mm. it off, and I was stuck outside. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but yeah so good days. How engaged am I now? Uh, not very, you know. I'm 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 a recent granddad, and I got my granddaughter um, a latex shirt because it's in my blood, and I, and I love it. And I got a, a teddy teddy owl, so it's still there. That passion and that that part is still there. But as as in terms of keeping engaged with the club and the ongoings of the club, I'm just not. You don't I'm want just it, not. And, and you, you know what? It's sad to say that it's sad, it's saddening, but I do want to because yeah. it's something I've done all my life, and, and it makes me feel sad to say that I'm just not engaged with it. But I'm not. I, that's the actual truth. Is that I'm just not engaged with it. I just I got sick of hearing it, seeing it, um, watching something I love just fall apart. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, exactly, it's, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel. Well, we we all yeah. feel the same. We yeah, all I'm, feel the same. The reason I started this podcast was like from being afar and watching it and just thinking, Jesus, what's going on here? And, and, and wanting to try and do something about it. And, and, you know, we are doing as a collective now, as a fan base. I think what you said there, Dave, was, was about Chaddy the Owl. You mentioned him a couple of times and um, Andy draws up the, um, the, the, the itinerary agenda, yeah. whatever you want to call it for the, for the podcast. Um, and it's one of the things on the list is, He's apparently said there was no ball boys, no mascot. And where's Chaddy the Owl? Like, you know, in terms of like the match day experience, no junior latics lounge, tuck shop open on Tuesday. There's, it's just like everything is is sort of whittling away, isn't it, in terms of the experience at Boundary Park, the floodlights, 
Like mm-hmm. the corner of the pitch against Warsaw was was dark, and people were complaining about not being able to see what was going on. No, it's like just the the. I mean, I'd love nothing more than for to say to you, Furley, come up, Dave, come on, next home game, let's go to Boundary Park, let's meet up in pub and. Let's go to the game. Let's meet up with some of the other lads from school, like Beardy and that. Yeah. And let's have a bit of a of a casket reunion around Latics. But like, none of us want to pay to go in because we don't want to pay the owners money, or or none of us want to go because the experience is just crap and it's really. Sad. I put I, I I put that aside last week. I put that aside week last week because I was up. I was up with my mates um, who who had never been to Alden before. God. Well, they said they wanted. They said they won't come back. But there we go. That's another <laughs> And I think it's because because Stephen just got beat three 0 But I didn't care about the owners last week. I just wanted to go because I wanted to go and watch my club. Of course, the first time right. God, not, totally. God knows how long. Especially live. Obviously, I watched yeah. them when I followed before. You know, when uh, during the pandemic and stuff like that. So that wasn't too bad. But yeah, I just I I sat in the north stand by myself. I was down at the bottom. I watched it. I enjoyed it. We won three 0 It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's just like I mean, I could travel. I could travel every week, every every two weeks, come back home. I know a lot of people that do. You read on Twitter, a lot of people do tra- uh, travel that sort of distance every week to go more athletics. It's getting but fewer and fewer, though, isn't it? It's getting that's fewer and fewer that do. And you know what? If if I was going to say, come on, let's let's have a match day out, like I said to you, Dave, let's go to an away game, like you know, because you yeah. you know it's going to be more fun. You know, there's going to be more atmosphere. You know, there's going to be. Latics fans in the in and around the pubs. You know, we've got Salford coming up next month. That's going to be a much more fun day out than going to Boundary Park. It's sad. It's really sad. Especially like when you think sad. about like that that Southampton game, Dave, that we were talking about. How literally you couldn't get <laughs> another soul into the ground. It was so packed. Oh, it was the same against, yeah, like I said, Southampton last game of the season. I was fortunate I got a ticket for the stand. And uh yeah, well, I ended up watching that. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I missed two goals because I went to the toilet and I couldn't get back to the place. <laughs> but it was still a good day. Yeah, we're a long way. Yeah, we're a it, long way it, it, it was great. And like you say, it was all about that experience. And, and if you're telling me that a lot of that stuff has stopped, because I wouldn't be able to comment myself, if that, a lot of that stuff has stopped, and you know what, it's encouraging. The, the dad's taking the lads and the, and the daughters to the football matches, you know, what, you know, because it is about the match day experience. It's not just about the match. You know, when we were as kids, it wasn't just about the football on the pitch. It was about the whole experience of the day. Yeah, it was about having something to eat and getting a programme. And like you say, the, the, the tuck shop was there, Chaddy Owl, all that was part of the experience. And, you know, and if you're telling me that, that's not really there now. Then. And, the, well, the, and the buzz of being in and around a lot of people. Because that's what's really exciting, yeah. especially when you're a kid. Loads of people, atmosphere, and the noises, the sounds, the smells. I mean, the songs... For years, that... I didn't see a kick of a ball. I was stood in yeah. the top corner of the chaddy, and all I could see was trainers because I was too small, but I wanted to be there where all the, where all the singing was and where the, all the atmosphere, I, I enjoyed yeah. that, and it, and it was it was brilliant. Oh, it just, what atmosphere it, it was back then? All it was fantastic. All standing. Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah. And but, uh, you, don't but now, you don't get anything now. You don't get any any, any halftime entertainment because you used to have like uh, when Corny was there, you used to have AC tires. You used to just hit the ball at the um, the tire on the crossbar. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's nothing like that. I'm surprised. There's probably no staff for Chaddy to be able to be perfectly honest. There's well, I mean, staffing is a major issue. You know, we've 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 got people moving on all the time. Apparently, we need a new CEO now. Carl's uh, serving out his notice Woo-hoo! periods. I'm led to believe, um, and. 
I went to Boundary Park the other day. I went around to take some photographs and it was a grey, typical Oldham day. It was drizzly. It was cloudy. I walked around the ground, looked at everything and it's just in bits. It really is in bits. And you know, we've got a landlord um, who, who owns the stadium and, and, and the North Stand and we've a, an owner who owns the club and nobody is paying any attention to the infrastructure, to the to the facilities, no. you know, like the, the, the player's entrance is a joke. It's like this wooden door, which is just com- like peeling full of paint. It's just like the, there's, there's dew and moss and overgrown. It, it looks like it's falling to pieces and there's just mm. no pride in the facility whatsoever. And it just, it's all about impressions in it, turning up to, to Boundary Park and, and seeing it like that. It's just, it, it's really, really sad. It really is. Yeah, it is. My mates didn't. They didn't like the experience of the cherry end. To be perfectly no. honest, it was no. horrible smell. It, it, they said it, one thing it did. It smelled, smelled really bad. It's not good, is it? No. Hey, but did any of you see me on Football Focus? I did. Yes. Yeah. Football yeah, Focus. You know what? It was a really, really good piece. It was, it was wasn't a really it? good thing. And you've got to give credit to, to the football focus team, uh, Paul, who, who put it together. They did a really good job. Um, Steve from Push the Boundary was was open. Mike Keegan from, from the Mail was open. Uh, I met them outside Boundary Park. And, and, and they did a brilliant job in terms of the questions that they asked us and, and, and the way that they put the piece together. It was really, really good, wasn't it? And I'm really, you yeah. know, it's just really nice to be part of something like that, you know, and to be, to be asked to get involved. And it, it kind of, did a really good job in summing up, didn't it? The kind of where we were, like where we started as fans. And, and uh, you know, when we all met up at, I mean, fairly me and you have known each other since we were, I don't know. Uh, about four years old, four I years think. Three, old, four but, years old, I think, yeah. We got to, we, by the time oh, we got to Caskey. That's about 39, 40 years. I know, I know, I know. Shh. Sh- I know, yeah, shush. I know. Uh, but, and then by the time we met Dave, like when we were about 11, you know, like that whole story was encapsulated really well within that few minutes. I thought it they was, did a brilliant job, was, didn't they? It was. It, it, it came across really, really well. And like I said, I, I had people messaging me on my group and going, wow, that was brilliant. Because they, they all know what's going on. They knew what was going on before it. Because they, they tell me. They tell me stories now on our group. Yeah. Something yeah. that's happened or whatever. They brought up whole schools leaving to me before I knew about it. Yeah. And I pretty much checked Twitter all the time. There's always something or someone causing trouble. Well, we're in we're, we're in 442 magazine this week and I've spoken to a guy from the, who's doing a piece for The Independent um, the other day and that's going to be coming out soon. So the... It's what's great is that we, it's the story is not it's not just been this little kind of burst. It's kind of going out now over a more regular period. I think I mean what I've noticed in terms of the listening to the podcast and the listener figures since the protests have sort of died down a little bit. The 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 numbers have, have dropped a little bit for the podcast, and so like they kind of get this like increase when there's a lot of stuff going on, and then it just sort of like drifts off a little bit. So. I mean, obviously, my main interest is not like listener numbers to the podcast, but what it does show is that the attention and the interest and stuff like that, when there is that kind of stuff going on, uh, is peaked. Uh, mm. And, you know, we've had Push the Boundary on, and we I think there is a big question mark as to, as to whether we need to be doing more in terms of protest. I think, Dave, from your point of view, as someone who has been paying less attention, how has 
the protests and what's been going on in, in recent times caught your eye and affected you? Well, I think, I think we talk about the numbers. I think we talk about people uh, kind of tuning in as such. When 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 people are protesting, they're feeling part of something. When I've seen the protest, is is a part of me. What 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 kind of what's ignited by that? I'm thinking, you know, what good? Because we can't just stay quiet forever. We can't just sit back and watch these things happen. So. It's, I don't like to see that within that point of where we have to be protesting outside the ground. I would have never wanted to get into that position. But the fact that we're at a point where we need to be protesting outside the ground, I think it's great that people are turning up in numbers peacefully and and, and getting the point across and showing that we're not just going to die quietly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it, is good, it is good to see that. It is... I might say maybe that's needed more. It's it's igniting, it's igniting out something where everyone feels part of. I think Sadly, cons- at that time was a protest. Yeah, I think I think there needs to be some consistency in it in in terms of delivering that message. And I mean, I've been on holiday for the last few weeks. I really needed a break. You know, I've moved back from Ireland. I've had a what you might call a challenging year. I've got more greys. I don't look as grey on this camera as I am in real life, let me assure you. Um, At least you've still got a full head of hair. Well, yeah, I've still got a full head of hair. Well, near enough anyway, yeah. It's a compared to you anyway. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, it has been a stressful year. And, like, since I got back from uh, Ireland and started, you know, the podcast was all up and going and started the trust and, you know, joining the trust and the new board and what's been going on. It's been a bit full on. I've not actually had a holiday for years. So I was like really, really needed a break. And it was hard to disengage. Um, and I couldn't disengage fully. I had to keep an eye on what's been going on on Twitter and 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 what's been going on in all my WhatsApp groups and all that, but not engaging, you know what I mean? Not getting involved in things that unnecessarily and just kind of keeping distance and then getting that break. And I've come back and I want to, you know, I'm raring to go and, but it's it's hard work, and it needs a collective effort. It needs us all as fans to, to 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 get involved, and that's what like seeing the protests and 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 people getting involved has been really encouraging because there is a there is a wave of enthusiasm and energy behind it now. And I think maybe we. Well, do. it's made me want to get involved. Yeah, and I've not been involved for a long time, and there's right. many people like me in Oldham and surrounding areas. Yeah, so if it has that effect. And it reignites something from us and makes us think, you know, what we need to get involved as well. That that's only a good thing as well. Yeah, Definitely, we, we we missed it. We missed a massive trip. When I was at Stevens last week, I think I heard two chants of Abdullah out. That was it. This which lasted ten seconds. That was it. The, the atmosphere in the ground was nothing. It really was. It was dead. Absolutely yeah. dead. We missed a trick when he was back in the country a couple of weeks ago. We missed a massive trick. We should have given it him massively when he was over here and in that ground. Massively. But again, people are expecting PTB to, to, to do everything, to do everything for them. They need, they, it's like they need their permission to do something. They don't. Do it yourself. People are like, when, are, when, they, when they're going to organise this uh, protest? When are we doing that? When are we doing this? Do it yourself. Why wait for a group? Just do it yourself. If you, that, if you care about the club that much, you get your mates. It doesn't matter if there's 10 people, 15 people. Just do it. Yeah. In the ground. I'm not saying run on the pitch and stuff like that. That was brilliant, by the way. I enjoyed every minute of that seeing that happen. It really was. It served, that's what that's the start of what getting the media attention. It really served did. a purpose, didn't it? It did. It did serve a purpose. Can't deny it that. Got, it got that attention. We don't need to do that now because, still, like you said, you've got 
um, the independent stuff. You've got other things coming on as well. It's like it's still ongoing. You've got the 442, that sort of thing. So it's still ongoing. People have not forgot about it. They, like the media, they've not forgot about it. So, but yeah, we missed a massive trick when he was in the country. We really, I don't know whether he's back in the country. Somebody saw, put on Twitter the car that he was driving. Yeah. He back at the club this week. I, th- I mean, from what I understand, oh, there's like um, usually one of them in the country at the time. They kind of take it. Well, I mean, obviously, Abdal's been out of the country for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but he was pretty much there all the time. Yeah. And so, but, you know, I mean. Shit himself the other week and ran back to Germany. He, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. I mean, he might argue he was taking a break and Abdallah was coming over. But at the end of the day, this new three year plan is supposed to be coming out um, by the end of the month. Obviously, um, as a foundation, we're going to be wanting to try and get that and look at that and, and, and go through it. I know PTB will want to do that. I know fans are, are going to want to see it. We did that survey, which suggested that, that fans don't believe that he's got what it takes to be able to, to put such a plan together. So, you know, ourselves and PTB are very much in, in the process of... of trying to contact uh, new owners and all that kind of stuff you know, or potential buyers. So, you know, things are happening in, in oh, the no, at the front, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you fairly. I think that like if 10 or 15 people start something in the ground, other people will join in, won't they? And, and so it's about taking that responsibility. I agree with you. If you, if you don't point fingers at other people if you're not prepared to do stuff yourself. I, I agree with no, that message. No, that, that's what I hate. That's what I really, really, that's what really, really ticks me off. You see one person come on and say, oh, when we're doing something, when we're doing something, just do it. Do it. Yeah. doesn't matter what it is. Just do something. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. This three-year plan would be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. What, what are you hoping for, Matt? What are you hoping from this three-year plan that will possibly change your mind and make you go back into the ground? I mean, I've said on the pod that, like, the first three major things that would need to happen is he needs to remove his brother as the sporting director mm-hmm. and he give full autonomy to keep curl. He needs yep. to pay off the EFL transfer embargo, which <laughs> this week well, has gotten more restrictive mm-hmm. because they've been um, accused of not, paying fees for, for players that they've bought. I presume that's loan fees for players. Yeah, I and I heard something about Danny Rowe as well, that fee maybe and not, not being paid off uh, to Bradford. And um, and then putting money into the transfer kitty for January to, to, to get us the right players to get us out of this division. Those are the three basic things, but there's a lot more that needs to be done in terms of like staffing at the club, bringing in a, a, a CEO, um that they give enough autonomy to, to actually get on and do a job, actually properly proactively engaging with fans and asking fans what they want and the foundation and PTB. The list of the things that they actually need to do is so long. Um, but those three things initially are what are needed in order to help sort of like keep us in the, in the division, because that's what's needed. I mean, he needs to be upfront and realistic about not getting the money that he's put into the club back. That's a pipe mm. dream. If he thinks he's going to get yeah, the money he's he's put back that. into the club, if he's, he's not put that, if he's put that amount, if he's put that in, if exactly. he's put it in, I don't, I don't believe for one second he's put five million pound in in three years. Well, he's Maybe still saying the the football focus piece. There was a there was a comment from the club, wasn't there, saying that he'd put five million quid in, but he's been saying that for a while, hasn't he? He's been saying that for a while. So yeah. I don't think that the money that is, you know, taking out the loans from the EFL, 
you know, all the cost cutting that's clearly going on. There's not exactly like a, a stream of money coming in or further money's coming in. It seems to me like he's like, put this money in and that's it now. <laughs> I'm not putting any more in no. and I want this money back, which is, yeah. you know, not looking, not looking like it's 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 going to happen. Well, didn't didn't he say? Didn't he say at one point? Um, I think it was about eighteen months into his uh, ownership that we, it was it was it was ninety five percent debt free, and he yeah. paid his five million back then. So what's he what's he put in in the last eighteen months then, of twelve months or whatever it is? It's, what what I want to do? Put out of his forty million pound wealth. Well. I mean, as it was quoted the other day. The thing is, it's like you can put as much money as you want in. If you haven't got a business plan, and a no. business plan which is customer centric, focused on the the fans, which are the customers of this football club, and giving them what they want, he's constantly battling with the customer. He's constantly battling with the people that he needs to spend the money, and and that's it's crazy. So, like in terms of business acumen, whatever he's done has not worked. So, does he have that capability to produce something? Um, that he's going to turn it around. I, I mean, me and ninety-eight percent of other fans don't think so. Um, but um, what was going to I was going to say there about uh, something to do with the trust? Uh, oh yeah, and and there's a lot of questions. There is a lot of questions that are about finances and and all that kind of stuff. What I'm really really keen on doing um, with through the foundation now is a is a proper evaluation of the club and an audit and, and and getting some people in, independent people in to say, what is the ground, the land and the North Stand worth in its current state? What does it need spending on it to bring it up to speed? Because whatever Mr. Blitz thinks it's worth, you know, there's a significant amount of investment needed to bring it all up to speed, the car parking, the landscaping, the, 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 the let, paying for the neglect that has happened around the stadium over this amount of time that someone's got to find. It's like, if you're buying an house, they say it's worth this and then you go around doing survey. Well, I'm going to have to spend X to, to bring it up to that value. So I want you to knock it off. So I'd, we've got to get some independent valuations of that. And then we've got to get into the nitty gritty. We've got to do our due diligence on the club. What is the club worth? So that we can get these two independent valuations as to go to Mr. Blitz and say, okay, you think the club is worth, uh, your assets are worth this. Well, we've independently verified it's worth this. And go to Abdallah and say, we've independently verified that the club is worth this. And then we can start somewhere, can't we? It like, you know, in the real world. And obviously on uh, Monday, the trust's new website, sorry, the foundation's new website is launching. We're going to be able to take money for pledges. We're going to get we're, we're looking for money now for fans to try and build up a kitty. Okay, so I'm joined for this section of the show by Nick from Digitex UK. How are you doing, Nick? I'm okay, thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks. Good stuff. Yeah. What's your surname, Nick? Because I've got you on my phone as Nick Digitex, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you didn't name the company after yourself. No, I didn't. I, I should have done, really. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's Nick Lowe. Uh, Nick Lowe, yeah. So I'm the uh, managing director and founder of Digitex UK. Okay, Nick Digitex, it would have been your career choice would have been putting in the stars if that had been your full name. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you started a company um, and that company is the company that is 
is and has built the new website for the foundation. So I've asked you yep. to come on because the podcast comes out today on Monday, which is the day that the podcast launches. Uh, just to tell us a bit more about how, because I wasn't involved in the trust when this process started. So if you could just give us a little bit of background on, from your end, how it came about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, originally, um, I was contacted by Mark, one of the directors from uh, the uh, tr- uh, the foundation, what it is now, what used to be Trust, um, to um, take part in a procurement exercise for the um, the website build um, and uh, the marketing side of it, the digital marketing, because we do both. Um, so, yeah, Mark contacted me if I would be interested in taking part in the procurement exercise. Um, so we said, yes, we'll we'll draft some quotes together and get back to you. I think it was Paul Lawson at the time was one of the comms directors um, who uh, who I was liaising with at the time. Okay. And then through it, there was a process and, and, and you were awarded the contract for the for the gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's all it was. Yeah, we we I think we probably quoted um, lesser than other vendors i think that was the reason why we um got awarded the contract but obviously um we we don't shy away from the quality that we produce in our sites either um in regards to the cost so what's been the biggest challenges then putting this together and 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 what was the brief and and just gives a bit of background because you know these things aren't easy to do and and at the best of times as you well know you've you've done many of them um what was what was the biggest challenges and, and, and how did it go so yeah, um, I, th- I think the biggest challenges was the the amount of people we had to liaise with in regards to the foundation, um, because um, I'm an Oldham lad myself, and I know Oldham Athletic Football Club. Um, but um, it's it's been challenging to liaise with various people with different ideas on on the process. Um, so initially, obviously, we have a methodology at Digitex UK, and and if I just run through them, it's it's discovery, architecture, content design, development and launch warranty and then continuous improvement. And that's our methodology of how we work. So obviously, at first, uh, the discovery phase was essential to, to for us to understand how the website was going to, uh, what were the primary goals of what the organisation wanted uh, was the start thing. And then how would we um, construct that website for the users that will be using it in a, a, an architectural way uh, so it's easy for them to, to use and then uh, we, we also had information from um, within the discovery and architecture phase from the foundation of hearts um, and uh, we, we took a lot of brief from them um, we had very little to work with because not a lot of organizations have done this sort of website so there's a lot of configuration and functionality within the website um, as yeah, people will see once once they go onto it but we, we tried to sort of replicate what they'd done because they've been successful in in producing fan ownership for foundation of hearts from what i understand anyway so yeah and then obviously we work on the design and we create mood boards um the the, the logo is a key factor in creating them mood boards as a site uh, for accessibility purposes as well um so so we 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 look at the colors within sort of the logo and then we design the website around that as such um and then obviously then there's the the heavy factor of us developing that website 
not from just a design point of view, but from a, a coding point of view. So the functionality works how we want it to work and how uh, uh, the foundation wants it to work as well. And then we're in the final stage now, which is the launch phase, um, where we've done multiple iterations, as you know, Matt, of the of the different versions of the site. Um, and then we go live on the 25th. I think this will be coming out on the 25th. Um, so we go live today. <laughs> um, so, um, and how long then- does it take, How long has it taken, Nick? From when, when did it start, yeah. this project? So initially the procurement exercise started around January, February. Um, and then we started the discovery phase. I think it was around June time, June or July time. So it's relatively quick. We had a 12-week build period for this. However, we've, we've unfortunately gone over that build period. Um, but we, I think we've got a better site from that delay. So the quality's improved on the site. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's took longer than expected, but I think it's due to the complexity and the different views on things. And obviously, we want the site to be best for the foundation, uh, the directors and what they want, uh, uh, as well as the users that will be using it. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I mean, since I've come into it, it's very late in the in the process since we've come into yeah. it. And obviously we've had a change in board and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and also we've had, since that new board came in, we've had a very chaotic uh, <laughs> and turbulent existence insofar as what's been going on at the club, the protest, the press, the media coverage and all this kind of yeah. stuff. We've been very busy and we've been trying to do a lot of infrastructure change within the trust itself. So what we've done is we've looked at it and we've said, well, okay, I think at this stage, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need yeah. that. Like you were saying, there's a lot of different ideas and input. And what we've done is like, in order to get it out and get it done and get it functioning quickly for what we want it for, we've really stripped it back to membership and fundraising, haven't we? And, and, and so when, yeah, when yeah. it launches, that's what it's all about, raising money. Uh, for yeah. the fund and and getting members involved. So can you tell us a little bit about those two features? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like you say, the primary the primary focus and the primary goals we were given was pledges. Um, so raise, raising uh, money uh, for, um, I, I think at the time that the, I was given fan ownership as the 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 end goal for that that fund um, um and the lottery which basically the site links to the lottery page it's not featured within the page itself because we didn't feel that was a necessary approach so we, we link to that but when you pledge on the website we're we're regulated uh, my company is regulated uh, by the fca and the um uh, obviously most companies are regulated by GDPR and data protection rules as well. So what we've built into the to the site is SSL Secure Shopping Pay. So every time you uh, pledge your uh, your donation to the to the foundation, it's secure. No one can access it. The funds go direct directly into the into the the bank account, the the contingency fund. I think you you guys call it. Um, it goes directly into there and that's that's ring fence from what I understand. So it's all secure. Um, no payment card details are shared with anybody um, and it's also GDPR compliant. So if you want your details, for example, taken off the system, you want to stop pledging, you can either do that yourself or you can contact us and we can do it, do that um, uh, either through uh, one of the directors, the admins on the, the back end account as such or Digitex UK do that and it's quite a swift process in taking your details off if you don't want them on anymore and cancelling your subscription and your membership great 
great. Yeah, and the membership's all going to be through this new website. We're going to have integrated yeah. um, email marketing, social media functionality, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you, you like you've already said before, there is um, sort of an improvement and progression and development plan within within the package that we've got with you, so that yeah. ongoing we can start to shape the website. As we as we and the members see fit, so like what what we've put Correct, out now yeah. is has been has been put out so that we can get members and get money, and then we can liaise with our members then over the, over the functionality of the website and improvements that we want to make on it, can't we? Correct, yeah. So so within the contracts that we we've, we've got with the foundation, obviously there's an analytical phase as well, which I didn't mention. But what we do normally is we review, we get a baseline, sort of an insight baseline on analytics of how people are using the website, sort of bounce rates and things like that. I'm going into technical language, but but we we look at them analytics and we see how people are using that website. And what we normally would do is we'd send out surveys to your members and things like that to see how they find using the website. And we use a system called Hotjar as well, if we get volunteers to, to show us how they're using the website as well. So we can get a live feed of where they're clicking, what they're searching for and things like that. But yeah, there's, there's the getting the baseline, which we normally wait around three months to do that, just to get a baseline of how people are using the site. And then after that, we review how people are using the site. What are the best areas that people go into? What are the best pages? What people are clicking on? And then we, like I've just said, we go out for a survey and we test that. And obviously built into that is uh, the director's thoughts, uh, the, the, the foundation's thoughts on what they would like to see on that website. And we try and build them analytics within what the directors and the foundation want as well. So, so we try and merge the two together to get the best result. And obviously it's not only how people are using the site, it's how the site's designed and architectured. So if people are struggling to locate something, we're obviously going to look at that and we're going to change it um, to, for users to uh, find things a lot easier and to um, sort of navigate through the site a lot easier. Yeah, I mean it, it is a complicated process when you've got the when the personnel that you're working with are changing, um, when it's taking longer, when there's you know lots of different ideas, but not necessarily a very clear sort of concise vision at the beginning. You know, you've kind of got yeah, it kind of ebbs and flows. Like it's, it is difficult progress, and and I think that one of the things I'm trying keen to stress to to listeners and to members is it is a work in progress. It will it will get it better based on what what's working, what's not working. And but the primary the primary thing is if you sign up as a member and you pledge, then it's the money is going where it, we've said it's going and it's safe and it's secure. Yeah. And and that's what that's what we've insisted on getting out now so that we can start this process of fundraising. Because as you know, Nick, you're attending the launch event on, on Saturday. You know, we're going to be raising funds through an auction. We're going to be encouraging people to, yeah. to jump on a hashtag and, and to which I haven't <laughs> come up with yet, but I might put that yeah, into yeah. the bottom yeah. later on. But like yeah. to jump on there and, and start pledging on the night, on Saturday next week. So that's what we wanted to do. You've delivered that. We're really grateful that you, you've got that in, you know, in, in time for this event. And I know that you're, like you said, you're an Oldham lad. I won't say who you support. It's not Oldham, but, uh, <laughs> but, you, but, you, but you, but you, you, you are passionate about the projects and you put a lot of time and energy into it and, and you want it to work because you do care about the club and the foundation and, and the future, don't you? I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Like, I think like any, uh, uh, any other 
football fan, uh, looking at Ber- the Berry situation, for example, you don't want that to happen again to, to any other club. Um, so, yeah, I am passionate about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, and like I say, we thank you for it's been it's been good working with you, and I'm looking forward to, to carrying on working with you. And I'm hoping on Saturday we can we can kick off with this event and and get the get the people onto the site, get people pledging, and and, and yeah. start moving it forward. Because it's all down to us now, isn't it? We've got to do our bit to to make sure that the Bury Town yeah. situation doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think the the key factor of that is doing the correct branding, the correct promotion, the correct the correct analytics, uh, looking at them to make sure people are actually going to where they need to on the website. And obviously, I forgot to mention, it's not. Um, I think the previous site uh, wasn't built around a mobile version, so we've built a separate desktop version and a built a mobile version. And the different and uh, just to state the differences between. We've got two different separate. We've got two different mobile versions as well. On right. top of that, so we've got an Android style version, and yeah. we've got a, a, an Apple style version. Yeah. With the Android, um, with the Android, you can do a lot more things with because um, it, 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 the operating system that Android uses is quite open, whereas Apple is quite closed off. Um, j- just one factor, just from a looking uh, looking at the the Android version of the site you've got the you know where you search for something in google that changes color to the tangerine orange for example so all your phone would look orange so it's 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 pushing that brand out a little bit better on android apple there's not much we can do unfortunately because it's apple products but i mean we've tried to to integrate as much as we can towards the foundation's brand so people recognize it easily and the um they feel secure with what they're doing on the website I think, I mean, that, that's really key because, you know, since the, the new members have come in, the new directors have come in and we've got, you know, a new team, branding and, and how we present the foundation going forward, how we do things, how we deliver things, it's going to be a lot more succinct. It's going to be a lot more brand focused. It's going to be a lot more professional. And, you know, work like being able to work and develop a good relationship with you is, is really important in that yeah. because the website is, it's it's the storefront, isn't it? It's, the, it's where it all happens, where all the exactly. traffic that we want to direct through our social and everything has got to go there. It's got to work. And, yeah. you know, we're, 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 this is a really critical time in the foundation and the club's uh, history right now and, and and what we do now with collecting this money and, and and continuing this process that started when you know when when Mark reached out to you and you you, you came along and got involved this is where this is crunch time isn't it this is what it's all yeah. about yeah 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 definitely um it's it's nerve-wracking because we're hoping the servers will work on the launch day <laughs> so uh, but we're, we're doing all that work this weekend we're working this weekend to to make sure that's all up and running we're indexing the site we're doing a lot of technical things in the background to make sure that the traffic uh, is sustainable for the website and it can handle that so yeah, we're nervous, but I mean, we hope everyone likes the website. I feel it's it 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 looks good. It's designed well. We feel it, it's it's uh, constructed well, so people can move through the site. Um, I don't know what you feel about it, Matt, but we we think working with you guys and all the, all the directors has been a really interesting project, and really, um, and we've built some good relationships, and it, it's it's it, I think it's there now. I think we've got that brand, we've got that look, we've got that feel, and it's a lot easier than the previous site to use as well. 
yeah, and that that's really key, isn't it? So yeah, and you know what they say: the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. And you know what, like yeah. Latics fans are never shy <laughs> of, uh, of letting the people know what they think. And you know, and, and, and that feedback will be really valuable, won't it? And and we'll, like I said, yeah. we'll keep we'll keep working on it as as the months tick by and the pounds start to rack up in the bank. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, I wish I wish the foundation uh, much luck as such from us. Obviously, we've done. The majority of what we can from Digitex UK to create that stepping stone for you to to start building that that fan ownership uh, that contingency fund as much as we can. Yeah, good stuff. Listen, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. You crack on. It's Saturday night. And you've not stopped working. Um, no. So uh, thanks for your time, mate. And uh, I'll see you next week. No worries. Take care. Thanks, Cheers, Matt. Nick. Bye. I personally, from a personal point of view, would like to see us all in Boundary Park and the North Stand with this money. I think that would be the best thing to do at this stage. Nobody wants to give any money to Abdallah. Fans don't want to give money to Abdallah, so buying the club at this stage is not something that fans want. But owning the hard asset of the football club... And, you know, what would if we owned the club, uh, if we owned the, the land and the ground then we could get volunteers together. We could put some love into it, couldn't we? We could yeah. make it the right, we could make it a place that we want to go. Yep. yep. You know, in, sure in a way that we don't at the minute. Because, I mean, <laughs> I don't, the, third, the third episode of this podcast that I did was over in Ireland. It was lockdown. I was like, away from home, not seeing my family for ages. I started talking about Latics, started talking about being under the floodlights at Boundary Park, being near Boundary Park and how it made me feel. And I started welling up I started crying right I'll be honest because I was missing home I was missing all I was missing being I was and I was worked up about the state of the football club but you I know that you lads know how it feels to be at Boundary Park I know how it feels to play at Boundary Park exactly it's, Under a, it's the a special place well. isn't it it's a special it place, a special place. And, yeah, and you want to get that feeling don't you back when you're there you want to get that tingle and that passion and that excitement of yeah. what's going to happen tonight or what's going to happen this afternoon anything's possible and that is it's gone on it it has it has but to be honest, like i said before but it sort of ignited me when i went to stevenage last week it was really nice to be back in the ground sat in this north stand finally and watched my team played football and it was brilliant. And then top it off, it was we won three nil and I could take the piss out of my mates. So that was even better. But that you was know, a, that was a but that was there was there was a lot of nostalgia. It was a one-off. Yeah. You know, if you if, yeah. if you're doing it every week and you and then no. you go on Tuesday and Tuesday night you get pumped three one by Warsaw. Even if I was living in Oldham, it would have been a one-off. I wouldn't go every week. Not give that charlatan any more money. No. <laughs> But what he's done to the club, he's done nothing to the club apart from give it a bad name. Corny did it, but we survived. No matter how he did it, we survived. We survived. We was League One. We was fine. We was all, we was we was happy in League One. We got used to being seventeenth every year. Now we languish in the bottom four, bottom three. We got too happy. We be, we got too happy with being mediocre, though, didn't we? That, I think that, Dave, because yeah, that's, that's that like where what, you. That's, that's what where we expected. you. I know, but we got we got to. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we have to take responsibility as a fan base for not. And Abdallah's made this point. He said, "Like, oh, you were happy to just let it all go on under the previous owners, and we did get apathetic, and we did let it go too far." Because Dave, that's the kind of time in it when you you fell out of love with it. Started drifting kind of, away, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and a lot of fans did, didn't they? You're not the only one, are you? 
they did, yeah. And um, it, it did become the same old, same old. And, and like you say, um, you just you just do, don't you? But when, when there's nothing to hold on to and, it's, and there's no expectations, and like you say, you don't know what's going to happen. I remember them Tuesday nights going to the football and you just didn't know what was going to happen. You know, it was... It was that ex- excitement and, and feeling part of something. And I think as a fan base, if we can recreate something, talk about the volunteers and the, and the foundation becoming more active, the trust, um, sorry, and if, if we can create something for the fans to feel part of, I think that's a, a massive stepping stone to in the right direction to bring people like me back who who do still love the club, who do want to be part of the club, who want to feel part of the club, who right now just don't just don't feel part of the club, don't feel like it's ours, and it don't feel like it's it's what it was. I think that's a, you know it's a great point, and and I think one of the things that that, that keeps a certain. Uh, hardcore people feeling like that is is away days. I think away days make you feel like yeah. when you go, there's a few of you out there, the, the atmosphere is great. It's a different type of crowd uh, uh, on the away days and you feel part of something. And, and, and you know, we refer to never know. It'd be great to recreate them away days at home sometimes as it well. It would, but... exactly. No, exactly. Well, get Capturing some of that essence of the away days at Boundary Park. Is really, away really days, important. even in the good days, away days was always the great days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good to try and capture some of that away day buzz and away day yeah. feeling which is hard but at Boundary Park it can be done though there's lots it of things that done. can be done to, to encourage that it can be done um, yeah. well, where I was going with that there was um, like the FA Cup we've, you know, we've talked about the games that we've seen and back in the day and all the rest of it but we've been drawn against Ipswich in the uh, first round of the FA Cup, you know, you're looking really for an easy one, aren't you? Because you want to get to the third round. But this yeah. is the first time that we've played it which since 1997. And obviously, we all remember the promotion game um, down at Portland Road. Uh, is it Port- Portman Road, isn't it? Not Portman. Portman Road. Um, mm-hmm. Ian Marshall and all Ian that. Marshall. I didn't go to the game, but uh, oh. obviously I remember it well. Um, and it's a long trip down to Ipswich from up here. I think trains were about 145 quid. Um, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a trek in it. It's um, out there in the, in, in Suffolk, but um, yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think it's, they're not doing very well. Are they? Do you think it's winnable or do you care or? I think the FA Cup brings the best out of all of us, doesn't it? It's a traditional, you know, for every, it's a tradition for everyone to get excited about. Like you said, the non-league teams to pick a League Two or League One club out of the heart in the first round is brilliant. Just like us, we're good old small Oldham. We're not a big team. We're a small team now. And to pick it, which you are technically a big team in the wrong league, being League One, who'd have thought Ipswich would be in League One? Then again, Sunderland are as well. I think Sunderland. Well, well they 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 fall into the category of like. We, we're 30 years without a promotion. I think they're 21 years without a promotion, mm. Ipswich. So, like, since they fell out of the Premier League, they were languishing in the Championship for, for ages and then dropped down to, to League to, uh, League One. So, they, one, they, they, you know, they've, they've, they've been underachieving. Yeah. They've had a massive overhaul pre-season. They, they signed something like 14, 15, 16 players over the, over the course of pre-season because I've got, I've got a friend down here who's an Ipswich, uh, Ipswich fan and he's, he's, he's on about it. He's on about going... I might go. It's it's like two hours for me to drive up there. Yeah, but I might, I might, I might give it a go because it would be a good turnout. FA Cup, 
but it will be on TV. It's just a shame it's not on TV as well. So, then again, it might be BT. Maybe, maybe. It's dated to show all the games, don't they? All the FA Cup games. They did last year. Oh, yeah, that's and, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You could choose your games and that kind of thing, couldn't yeah. you? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there, there is like a, it kind of brings up a bit. Sometimes certain games kind of bring certain things into focus, don't they? I know it's a few it's fans saying that, like, you know, the most depressing team in the in the in the country to support playing the second most depressing team in the not quite that but um I think we're definitely the most depressing. Um yeah so anyway I just wanted to mention it. I know it's one of those things where if you get a get a good result it's possible isn't it I mean <laughs> we, went down to Bre- we went down to Brentford in the League Cup didn't we and you know you're hoping for somewhere we got absolutely pummeled didn't we so um I was working that evening. I, I, I'd be contemplating going down there. A couple of lads said, do you, do you fancy it? I says, I can't. I said, I'm working. And it's just like, but well, it was chicken Twitter. I was like, oh, 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 yeah. that's not going down well. I mean, the thing is, it could be another one of them, couldn't it? It could be it another could be. one of them. It could, we could get hammered. Uh, oh, you never know. Well, I'm, not being, I'm not being funny, Matt. But it, could, it could happen any time in this league. It could happen any time in that league. The defence is a little bit better than what it is since we've had, uh, is it McGay? Yeah, he looks yeah. solid. Uh, I thought Clark looked solid today, apart from one mistake right near the end. It cost us. Um, I think a lot of people are giving, yeah, yeah, but a lot of people are giving, giving him stick. But you take him out of the team like on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night and, yeah. and we missed him because he does a job and, and you, we need him in the team. We can't, we can't, we can't function really without him. You know what I mean? No. I mean at the minute, because there's nobody else to there's nobody else. We need it. He's gonna win every, he's gonna win everything. Then again, yeah. I tell you, like he did lose one header against that Clough today, which I thought was very funny. And he's, he's a threat five, in there. He's not he's, five foot two. He's a threat in their box and he's but his distribution's not good and all the rest of it. But he you know he is what he is. I I am not gonna slag him off because he works really hard, he throws no, himself in. No, 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 no. And he, he does he, a he job, you know. Today. Yeah, yeah. So and we miss him when he's not in the team. So um yeah, look. So Dave, what's it gonna take to get you back at, at the footy? What's you know what little things like this seeing faces like you two um, just kind of stole that enthusiasm finding it from somewhere you know what I mean and it makes me <laughs> if anything it makes me feel a bit bad that I kind of stopped looking for it so this just this in itself speaking to you earlier on today Dean it was uh, it, it is a it's a, it's pointing me in the right direction. It, that's that's the kind of thing it takes something to just ignite because it's there. And I think the most Oldham fans who are not attending, it's there. It doesn't go away. And it's about just trying to find that. And partly speaking to you two today has kind of given me that a little bit. And if we can start spreading that around and and getting becoming a club where the fans want to be part of and want to attend again and. That that's where you know a big. It's not, it's not just about throwing money at any club. It's not just about that. It's about the fan base. It's about feeling part of something. It's about coming together for it. I think that I think that's absolutely brilliant, Dave. And I think it ties in really well with what you said fairly before about what you can do as an individual. And sometimes it might just be having a bit of passion about it and getting into your mates about it, or contacting somebody that you've not spoken to that you used to go to the game with. And having a chat about it, and like because there's a ripple effect to everything, isn't there? It's not like it's not just all about big grand gestures. It's not about organising big protests outside Boundary Park or being on Football Focus or having a podcast. It's not about big things like that. It's about 
little things. It's about inspiring each other. It's about social stuff. It's about if you've not spoke to your mate that you used to go to the match with for years, give him a, give him a bell. Said, mm. do you want to go for a pint? Let's have a chat about the old days. Like Salford's coming up, it's local, shall we go? And it might just start like igniting something in each other, might it? And and that yeah, would be a good snowball place effect, to, then, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That'd be a good place to start, wouldn't it? And I think to, I've really enjoyed this, lads. I think it's been brilliant. <laughs> and I don't we should do it again. Um and uh, we should definitely arrange to meet up um on an away day somewhere. Um and Stephen then, is next year if you fancy coming down. <laughs> when Stevenage? Um, I think it's I think it's April. I think it's oh, towards is it? the end of the, towards the end of the season, yeah. Nice. Okay, well, we'll, we'll all we'll all pile down to yours then. Trash, yeah, trash yours, we'll yeah. stay at yours, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Just be prepared for the sudden prices for beer. That's oh, no I've listened, I've lived in Dublin 10 years, so I'm not scared of prices anywhere, me. But, uh, but yeah, exactly. But it's been really good. I'm I'm a little bit disturbed by how sudden you sound on certain words, fairly. But you know, right. you know, we're not going to worry too much about it. Dave, you sound as Mancunian as ever. It does. It does. You're actually. Thank you. <laughs> I've not left. I love so <laughs> No, no, you haven't. I thought I was expecting. I was half expecting to have an Irish accent, Matt. No, 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 no. I've, I, I've studied. Oh, yeah, for... you've kept your accent well there. Yeah. I stood yeah, in front. Of, I stood in front of mirror every night, practicing my old accent, just so I won't lose it. <laughs> Uh, and every time I spoke with an Irish accent, I, I gave myself 10 whips. Uh, you know, it's just like, you have to be disciplined. You know what I mean? You've got to stick to it. But no, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it, lads. And uh, yeah, Maisie, thanks for coming off the bench uh, late on. Uh, it's and, been and, brilliant. And doing a, a starter. Well, you know what? People like me, it's just sitting here. He's never going to change anything. So, you know. Maybe that's what some people like me need to do is, is just start thinking, well, you know, if we want to make a change, we've got to be part of that change sitting there complaining about it. it ain't going to do anything, is it? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, it's right. We've all, I've, and I've said that, I've been saying this for a long time on a podcast. Don't think that just doing something small isn't significant because it is. If enough people do something small to change something, it'll change on, 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 a, on, a, on a much broader basis. And it's not all about grand gestures. It's about small changes in behavior sometimes. And hopefully even like getting us together, getting a bit of a casket crew together um, and going to a game and, and, and rekindling old friendships and stuff can be the start of something that just has really positive knock on effects. So I'm definitely going to end it now. I'm going to say, thanks boys. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about Latics and reliving some of the old days and stuff and seeing your slightly uglier faces again. It's, uh, All it's the faces. Like, uh, to be honest, you both look exactly the same, only slightly different. So I ain't got my curtains no more, Matt. No, you haven't got your curtains no more. You did rock a good pair of curtains. We all did. To be honest, all we three of us used to rock that. I come across, across some really good photos the other day. I'll send them you. Tweet them. Let's let the world see us. No, no, no. Trust me. You don't Oh, that's brilliant. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to end it there. So thanks for a lot. I've really enjoyed it. The Boundary Park Alert System is produced and hosted by me, Matt Dean. Additional support and research is by Andy Halliwell and Steve Shipman. 
You can follow me on Twitter at MattDean78 and the show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at OAFC Podcast. Don't forget to download the Fan Hub app and listen to the show there or by visiting oafcpodcast.co.uk where you can support the work we do by visiting our online merch store, read our blog and get in touch. If you'd like more information about Push the Boundary, visit pushtheboundary.co.uk and if you'd like to know more about Oldham Athletic Supporters Foundation, please visit trustoldham.org. Remember, this is your club and you can have it all, but how much do you want it? Thanks for listening.